Yo, what's up, everyone? I go by the name of Q Harrison Terry, also known as NFT QT. You are now listening to the second episode of the NFT QT podcast. And today I have a very special guest with me, the one and only co-host of the show, Ryan Cowdery. Ryan was good. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, 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 everybody. Sorry, I don't have a cool like NFT QT name or nothing, but you can just call me Cowdery. That yep. works too. Ryan Cowdery, RC, Cowdery, all of that. I mean, you know, you don't really need the NFT name because I feel like, you know, the NFT name just brings a lot of fame and scary stuff, you know, alongside it. You know what I mean? It's this real is scary. true. You know, NFTs are forever. So like NFT QT is forever. <laughs> I, I don't think the people are really rocking with you on that. I don't think they, I, 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 I hear the laughter. Thank I hear the laughter. Just don't give me the crickets. Don't give me the crickets. I, 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 hey, if you want the crickets, I'll give it to you. But let's talk about NFTs. Uh, what, 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 do we, what do we have? So I wanted to kick this one off and I mean, don't get embarrassed, but I wanted you to talk a little bit about the NFTs you've been dropping because like, it's been kind of an exciting week, two weeks for you. Um, yeah. So yeah, like, I guess like start from the beginning, like what yeah. you know, you. You, you've seen all these NFTs, um, you you've been in the space for a long time. You took a little break. You had decided to hop back in. Why did you want to hop back in? And like, what did you want to do differently that other people weren't doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great question. And I think that this actually is a great place to start the show. So for the people that don't know, I recently got back into creating NFTs that you can buy and, and, and collect and just, you know, observe and just just have fun with. Right. And the first of that collection was the crypto Kool-Aid. And that was mm. NFT QT 001. And that sounds tasty. Some crypto Kool-Aid. I mean, what comes in the Kool-Aid? So when I was designing the the crypto Kool-Aid, I actually hit up my boy Calvin Justice. Shout out to Calvin. You know, he's an Olympian and all that. And, you know, Calvin was like, you know, Q, you should get back in and, and, and make NFTs and do all that good stuff. And, you know, I was I was rocking with it. You know, I was like, OK, cool. Like, maybe I'll, I'll do this. Maybe I'll get back in. And then we just started brainstorming and ideating. And I, I sent him over kind of the NFT QT branding and he started mocking some things up and we started making some adjustments on FaceTime. And, you know, Calvin really got me, I would say, started in the, to the creative side again. Um, I just had been so much on the analyst and just, you know, just in the the NFT research and insights, I was never really thinking about creating. And we created the crypto Kool-Aid, um, the blockchain certified beverage. And, you know, I threw <laughs> it up there not knowing what to expect. I think that one thing that people don't know when you create an NFT is you don't really know who's going to buy it, right? It wasn't like something where I was like, going to hit my friends up and be like, yo, buy my crypto Kool-Aid. Like <laughs> I wasn't, I was not rocking with that. And so. And clearly, clearly you weren't trying to get rich because I'm looking at it and you listed it at 0.002 ETH, which is like what, 20, 30, 50 bucks or something. So what, what, one, why did you price it so low? Like what was the reasoning there? Did you not think you were going to sell it or like? No. So that's a great question. Like I think NFTs, like I think there should be cool NFTs at low price points. We all see mm -hmm. the very high NFTs that go for, you know, a hundred Ethereum. And I've even sold, you know, some of those, those high priced NFTs, right. You know, most people know me for my world star hip hop transaction that went for 121 ETH, right. It's not that we can't participate there. It's just that it's a different environment. It's nothing like, uh, you know, selling to, 
your regular uh, consumer, right? When you're when you're selling the crypto whales, you're making clubhouse rooms, you're on the discords and the telegrams, mm-hmm. and you're you're corralling like kind of their attention, and you're corralling rich people's attention, and and these rich people just happen to have a lot of crypto, and you're telling them why this NFT is enticing, and they're going back and forth with you, and that's a whole different discourse. I believe the term is shilling, right? <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know if I'm going to say all that, but I mean, like, you know, you got to corral some attention and you got to like, basically, you got to like, stand out, right? If you're going to, yeah. if you're going to charge somebody 20, 30 grand for, for a piece of art, you got to stand out. So well, you, especially in crypto in yeah. crypto. Yeah. Cause like if it's 20, 30 grand and you know, it's your fine artist, that's a different story. Like that's a cheap, yeah. that's a cheap artwork, right? Like if you're like, Oh, 20 grand. Oh, here you go. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But like in crypto, you're like 20 grand. Oh man, this is interesting. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was, um, for me, I was just like, yo, let me, let me, let me take a step back. And if I were making a piece for the NFT collector that only has 40 or 50 bucks, you know, what would that piece look like? And and why can't they have a valuable experience like anybody else? And so with crypto Kool-Aid, I did just that, you know, I got in, made the open sea contract, put it up there, listed it and it sold out uh, relatively quick. I think it was only up for like, we didn't even get a chance to promote it. Like that was the first one. It sold so fast that I was actually discouraged at how fast it sold. Right. I was like, you remember me calling. I was like, bro, my NFT sold. And you were like, what do you mean? I was like, bro, I didn't even get a chance to post it. I didn't do anything. You remember, you remember that? Yeah. So, so how do you think the person found it? First of all, and like, I, I have, why do you think they bought it? Did you, did you reach out to them? I mean, cause I, yeah, I mean, no, they, yeah. they bought it and they haven't, uh, they have not like reached out to me. I don't know it. It's a fucking unnamed wallet. Sorry, I don't even know. Can we cuss on this show? I, I guess it's uh, our show. Of course, it's our can. show. All right, yeah. Well, I don't know the the Bitcoin <laughs> podcast network. You know, they, they might right, not hey, like it. But they'll, hey. they'll bleep it out if they don't like it. But uh, yeah, man, I was I was just a little I was a little perturbed because I didn't know who who it was. It's an unnamed wallet. I still don't know, and I'm just. Uh, they, they 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 that's actually the only NFT that's actually had uh, uh, su- subsequent um offers like it has an offer right now for mm. you know 0.0023 eth right oh, so okay. Okay. there's a little bit of, of a secondary market formulating here but the to answer your question why did i price them so low i just wanted the average collector to be able to participate in what i think is a cooler nft experience i'm biased obviously but i mean if you check out any of the nft qts uh the actual nfts I think you would you would come to find that there's something there that you like. And we're only five deep as as we're recording this podcast. Like I'm going to release the sixth one tonight. And, you know, the way I think about NFT QT is like, you know, NFTs give us all the ability to have our own Supremes. Right. Like mm. what's dope about Supreme is that they just drop. It's drop culture. Right. It's like they might make a lighter today, a camera tomorrow, a shirt the day after that and a skateboard, you know, a week from there we all now have that ability to do the same thing. And what's crazy is you can create your own community. You can craft it. You can take people and tell them to like, you know, visit you on this domain. You can make special messages for them. You can create like uh, a a special landing page for the people that own it only, only in their wallet. Like there's just so many things that you can do from an access basis and, and, and just, you know, to prove the ownership, you know, the blockchain makes that super easy, right? Like there's no bootleg NFT QTs. And, and when we get to that point, it's going to be dope because it's going to be like, well, I'm going to be like, I ain't make that. And I'm going to be, I'm a clown people that make knockoff NFT QTs. I'm going to be like, that's cool. But like, I ain't make that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, <laughs> so I, I've got a question here. Cause like, you're going to be doing one of these 
probably every day, right? Is your goal. One, I mean, one I'm, every not, day. I'm not committing to anything yeah, just yeah. yet, right? Like I'm, I'm saying that I'm experimenting and like, I like to learn on a consistent basis. So if I'm learning and I can do it, I'm going to do it every day. But you know, if, if it happens to be every day, I don't know if I can make the commitment like people. I don't know how he done that, does that, right? Like mm-hmm. Mike Winkleman, for those that don't know, that's uh, people. He sold uh, the people every day. And he's been consistent for almost 14 years, just making a digital artwork and, and posting it on the internet. Um, so when people say, oh, you're going to do one every day, it's like, you know, that's, I look at people and I'm like, oh man, I don't know if I can do this for 14 mm-hmm. years, but I think I'm going to have some fun with it. And, and it's a project that is of an active interest for me. For sure. So needless to say though, I mean, like, let's just say you hit 300 out of 350 days. Is this like, cause you're, you're pricing them really low. I mean, is this a goal to like, just kind of build an audience around the NFT brand? Cause like, I mean, realistically, anybody who wants to try to, you know, buy their first NFT or, you know, maybe they're trying to get a bargain on something that could be big. Like I can see this definitely being a project where, you know, if there's a hundred of them, there's a hundred different owners, you know, and it's yeah. not just like, oh, he's selling to my friends. Like, honestly, I wanted to buy one. I haven't even had a chance. Cause like they sell out in whatever, 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. All of them is sold out within an hour, which is absurd. Uh, and you know, it's, 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 it's not, it's not a bad thing, but it, it is, it is kind of crazy. Cause it's like, I'm not going to flood the marketplace. So all my friends can get one. So if like, you don't get one when I drop it, like, I mean, like jokes on you, I guess. Right. It's like, and I don't even tell anybody when I drop, I have a telegram group and, you know, I put it on Twitter and Instagram first and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not even, these things sell so fast. I can't even, if we had an email newsletter, it wouldn't even be worth sending. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's like, it's like, sometimes I call you and I'm like, dude, it's already sold. And you're like, yeah, I I know. I want to get one, but I can't. Um, Tell me a little bit more about like the motif here. Cause like I, I'm going to read them off so people can obviously you can't or, see yeah, them. Yeah, so you got yeah, crypto Kool-Aid. I can talk through it. Yes. Yeah. So I feel like, so we started off with crypto Kool-Aid and that was the NFT QT 001. And then you go to 002, which was crypto chips, the Gary V edition, of course, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I get a little crunch in there. And you know, the, that was inspired from my conversation with Gary V and I was like, yo, can we NFT this moment? And you know, Gary was like, yeah, yeah, let's NFT this moment. And so that's the NFT of that moment. And you know, you can click on that, um, go to nftqt.com and you can click on the NFTs and you can see all the, the NFTs I've created, but mm-hmm. 002, that was me NFTing a moment that was memorable to me on NFT QT 003, also known as the crypto ball. That one was interesting because it was like, yo, I want to make like the most baller, you know, thing from my childhood, but like do it my way. And so I took two things from like, you know, I'm a big ass nerd, bro. Huge nerd. You know this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I took like. I was like, yo, what if Iron Man had a po- Pokeball? What would that look like? <laughs> this, was, this sounds like a new Netflix spinoff or something. I mean, if really, Iron Man it, had a Pokeball. Yeah, they have a Disney Plus series. I think uh, it's coming off. I think it's called uh, What If or whatever. And, and like, yeah, this is literally one of those moments where it's like, you know, we had a crypto ball, right? And like, yep. you know, this is... If it's, 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 it's you know, I worked with a, a, a 15-year-old kid named Najashi, and me and Najashi are just cooking. It's like a Sunday. And like, I'm just like, yo, you know how to use Blender? And he's like, yeah. And so he's using Blender and the lighting and he's, he's learning how to render. And it's like, it's always fun working with like a collaborator because at that point, like you're just, it's, it's your, it's your, your ideas. It's like you and that person's ideas. And like the limit is, is basically, uh, the, how far you both can take the, a vision. 
And I think that that was, that was cool working with Najashi. Yeah, no, I mean, the quality on this is great. Like, I mean, there's even a reflection in the base of the thing that's holding the, the poke or the crypto ball. Like there's a reflection, like the quality's here. I mean, for a 15 year old kid, this is impressive. Yeah. 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 I mean, and that's two of us, right? So it's like, you know, when you have two collaborators, it, it does make it a little bit easier. Right. So the NFTQT uh, Gary V edition, like the crypto chips, I worked on that solo. And then, you know, I went to the third one, did the crypto ball with Nishashi. And that was, that was crazy. So then, um, I was, uh, talking to a friend of mine, Mario and, uh, Mario had sent me a picture of my old business card and it got me on this kick. Cause you know, I don't even, ha- I have a business card now, but I only really use it for for formalities. I don't even really give it out to people. Cause I, I feel like business cards are worthless in 2021 but especially when we're all in the crib man like you got my zoom link you what you need a qr code because that's what i feel like i would hand somebody now but um yo we should get those we should get qr codes that we just hand to people like For a sure. restaurant just be like yo yeah yeah like i mean the, the the funny thing about a qr code is you never know what you're gonna get you know you just, you, can, you, just you just post them on a wall i mean it could <laughs> be going to some illicit site it could be you know a little uh you know something that's you know you win a prize or something you know that's that's kind of the uh the lottery feel of a qr code i like that no nah, yeah you're you're 100 <laughs> right and so like crypto cards was something that i put together uh, just kind of sp- sp- it spun off as like okay like if I had cards and they were like NFTs like what would be on it and I was mm-hmm. like well there 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 could be a crypto card and like really the only person that should be able to see what's on it is the person that holds the NFT and so I had like that realization mm-hmm. and kind of created this access based NFT. And I feel like that was probably the first one where I feel like I got the access thing right. I was like, that, yep. like if you own uh, crypto cards or NFTQT004, bruh, you're winning. Yeah, you let's, got, let's see who it is. Let's see who it is. Yeah. Uh, to- to- token Omika. Yeah, I mean, I, they own it right now. I mean, they might they might sell that joint. I mean, because I, I feel like that one is if there was one to transfer, I think that's the one to transfer, right? Like that's the one like falls in the secondary market. Like it's cool because that's the first one where I was like, okay, I feel like I know what this access thing is. And so then moving on to the last one as, as of this recording is NFT QT uh, 005 or the five rings crypto mix. That one was fun to make because I I teamed up with DJ poison Ivy Uh, shout out to her. And it was just a a phenomenal experience because I was just like, yo, like rock with me. I want to make a mixtape but like only accessible, like on an NFT. And like, I want you to like, you know, curate it and like do your thing. And then I'm gonna do my thing. And we made like this, uh, this NFT crypto mix. So I would say, uh, check that out. If you can get it like that one, I feel like is the one that should pop on the secondary market. Like I think crypto cards is one that I want a lot of wallets to, to experience just cause I think it's a different use case. And uh, I, I personally enjoy that one a lot, mm-hmm. but I think five rings crypto mix is something that anyone can really just jump out and do. Like if you're a DJ or a musician and you're not making like mixtapes and they don't look as dope as the crypto mix, something's wrong with you straight up. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of, uh, close to the price point. If you were to be selling like an exclusive mixtape, you know, like if you were only selling a one of one mixtape to someone, you'd probably charge him 50 or hundred bucks, you know? So I mean, yeah. Nipsey hustle, rest in peace to nip, but like yeah. then he had the hundred dollar mixtape, right? Yep. Yeah. I think Jay-Z bought some of those. That was yeah, like the famous, like a ton of them. Oh, you bought a ton of them. Yeah. That's the, that's the famous story. So yeah. yeah, I feel like, yeah, you definitely could do that. Like you can make one mixtape and like, I feel like you got to change it. Like all of the joints that I'm making now have like exclusive one, one of one 
uh, content on a, that only the owner can see. And like, you know, sometimes it's a message for me. Sometimes it's some, it's something that only the owner can see. And so I think that like, y'all gotta like get on that. If you are into NFTs and you want some really dope NFTs that like have the ability to hit that, that, uh, I think, you know, I think the secondary market here, I'm not going to speak on it too much because I don't want to, I don't want to do too much, you know, talking, but like, I feel like the secondary market here could be really incredible because the NFTs themselves are attached to a real brand. They're attached to something with substance. I'm taking my time. This isn't like a, a shilling project. And like, I do want people to really experience NFTs. And so like, for me, to answer your question, why I'm doing this, it's like, I can't have an NFT handbook if I'm not actively selling uh, NFTs. Mm-hmm. I can't go out here and try to talk to people and and, t- and just kind of be knowledgeable about something that I don't know. And there's so much things, there's so many things happening in this space right now that it's hard to just say, Hey, uh, I know everything definitively. If you're not practicing, if you're not being a student of your craft and, you know, one way to, to, to actually learn is just to show up and do it. So that's what I'm doing with the NFT QT uh, cool. project. One more thing before you close it out. Cause I, I do want to cover this part. I mean, cause people can't visually see these, but one thing that does stand out is these aren't like artworks per se. Like they're, they're literally digital objects. Oh yeah. Um, tell me like why you wanted like they're all 3d files. Like you can yeah. go into them, you could spin them around, you could have fun with them. Like, why did you want to do it that way? Instead of, you know, just like taking the more easy route, I think. And, uh, you know, making, you know, uh, a nice digital, uh, portrait or a painting of these, uh, same NFTs. Yeah. Why did you make them? 3D I, just, files? I feel like that's lazy, bro. Like, I feel like if we're talking about the future, right. Sometimes the lazy way is the way to, to go. Like, especially if you want to display your NFTs, I feel like, you know, lazy.com, I will plug that. I think that's the right way to display an NFT, but I don't think to make an NFT, you don't want to be lazy. You want to put your best foot forward. Mm -hmm. You want to show up with like some incredible, you know, content. And I think right now the most captivating thing that I can make is a 3d object that uh, gets you excited when you open it up. And Mm -hmm. I think that like these objects too, if we talk about the metaverse, like if NFTs are the, the non fungible way to uh, like, ownership right where it's like not like a dollar where it's one for one like i can exchange a dollar with you and you can exchange a dollar with me and they have the same value for saying each nft is a unique object or item then like the best way to conceptualize that is as a this is a one of one 3d object i don't think people really understand a one of one 3d object when you just show them an image Mm -hmm. right but when you can spin that image that that object on your phone on your uh computer and you can see the texture you can see the light and the reflections and you're like damn that's cold and like, I think in the future too, what's going to be even crazier is we're going to be able to, uh, we're going to be able to experience this, like, you know, in a way that like most people would just never, never be able to, to, um, most people won't ever really be able to see or witness. And what I mean by that is like, you're going to be able to take this into like a video game and like actually, you know, work with it and do all that. Mm, so you're, you're, you're future proofing your NFTs, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a way, like I think I think if you go to the metaverse, I feel like there's going to be a way for NFTs to be transacted and and interact and interacted with. And like I'm slow here because like I'm thinking at like a, a high speed and I'm trying to translate that. That yeah, we're trying not to get too, too nerdy. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh like, yeah, in ten like, years yeah, yeah, these yeah. will be super yeah. valuable. You're asking really good <laughs> questions and like my mind's processing it. But like I, I apologize to the people that are listening because I know there's there's got to be some point too where you're like, yo, what the fuck is he saying? Um, what I'm trying to say is these NFTs. If I do think they're gonna last five to six years, which I do, I think the way you interact with NFTs is gonna be 
much greater in, in, than just simply logging into an OpenSea account. No disrespect to OpenSea. I think you need the marketplace. But at the same time, you want to interact with these objects. You want to display them. You want to have fun with it. And like, I think one way to have fun with NFTs is to, to, to put them on, um, to put them on, what do you call it? Uh, to put them on your, put them in your game and like actually interact with it. Yeah. I mean, the way I see it too, is like, you know, I pop on my VR headset, you know, the one thing I usually like to do in there is just go watch Netflix. Like I have my own little, you know, man cave or whatever i could totally see you know an nft like the crypto kool-aid like that bottle just sitting on myself or on my shelf like next in my man cave you know in the vr world you know like it to me when i look at these they kind of remind me a little bit of those those funko pops or whatever um where it's like people collect this brand and like all these little iterations on this brand and it's just like having them on a shelf and like being able to show like, Hey, I have one of those. And it's a, it's like a, it's a communal experience. Right. And I think I kind of see it from that route. Obviously there's a long road ahead before you're at like, you know, the massive amount of NFTs you'd want to, 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 you know, have that many people owning them, but that's kind of how I see them. Hey, I can rock with that. I mean, like, I think that like right now, just as a creator, I try not to think too much about the future. Cause like when you're creating, like, the the anxiety to create an nft is like so it's so real like because it's like especially like if you you're making multiple nfts or you're thinking about like how you're gonna make it how you're gonna sell it how you're gonna display it how you're gonna talk about it like there's a lot of mental uh just processing power that goes into this and so i think that like shout out to all the nft artists out there like i want to talk to more nft artists so if you can uh, visit nftqt.com and just figure out a way to get in contact with me if you're an NFT artist because I'm just I'm just interested to learn more about the process. Like, what are other artists doing? And like, this is one of those things where if you do it once, that's cool. But we're at a point now where like I, I do want to you know keep it continuous, uh, con- con- continuously going. And you know, I think that right now I'm on this white kick. Like, you know, all these things that I'm making, they have like this white vibe. And then it's like the the next most used color I feel like is red. So it's like mm-hmm. all my NFTs are black, blue, white, red right now. And like, yep. like it's like, what, what would a, what would an NFT look like if it weren't that? And if, what would a 3d NFT look like? So like, these are all the things that I'm just processing. And I'm just like, I have these ideas, but like, you just got to create one by one and, and make sure you sell them. Right. Cause I feel like you could make thousands of NFTs, but if they ain't selling, bro, like, is it really an NFT? Yeah. I mean, I see all these like generative, generative projects where they're just like, you know, they generate like 10,000 of these, uh, you know, whatever, uh, you know, uh, couch potato or something, you know, like we'll call it a couch potato and it's just a 10,000 different couch potatoes. And then it's like, you know, they have maybe a few hundred people who are like, yeah, I want to buy it. This is really cool. But because they released 10,000 of them, it's like, yo, you're, you're killing yourself yeah, because yeah. like you don't have 10,000 people who want to buy and demand but 200 did. Yeah. yeah like, the demand isn't there. And like, to, 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 that's why like art blocks, you know, the art blocks project. Yep. yep. Yeah, break, break that down for the people real quick. Cause I want to elaborate on that. Yeah. Art blocks is it's, basically it's all generative art. So like yep. they basically have algorithms that they, a bunch of different artists have uh, worked with programmers to define like a style or a motif yep. for, that this algorithm can then just churn out a bunch of these, um, you know, different iterations on this style of art. And what's interesting about it too, is they only generate a new one when somebody purchases it. Right. So you don't yeah, actually yeah, know yeah. what you're purchasing. And that's what I was going to talk about is like, you don't know what you're buying, but they generate the art once you buy it. And that's yep. like the perfect way to create like demand for your NFT because it's like, 
I don't know what I'm getting, but I'm gonna I'm gonna tap in. And like you know, the board ape yacht club when they were minting the the the, the dogs, what are they called? The yeah, kennel, kennel dogs. Or yeah, something? the kennel club or whatever. When they were minting those joints, you know, you don't know which one you were getting. It was like a like you just had to pay the the, yeah. the uh, gas, and then you know you got a you got a kennel like at some point, and and then it was cool because it showed up in your wallet like that. There's gonna be a lot of projects that are like that. I think that like, you know, you could do ticket tickets like that, like where everyone buys a ticket, but like, you don't, you don't get a chance to pick your seat, but there's one price, <laughs> right? Like yeah, that'd, that'd be the, the democratization of tickets, like that that's, shit would be hard, that's bro. That's super interesting. That, that shit would be hard. You'd bro. have billionaires <laughs> up in the nosebleeds. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I mean like, but that's like, you know, the funny thing is like when I go to events, like one of the things that I really do uh, take heed to is, uh, I try to like sit where like regular people sit. Cause that's where the most fun is. Like oh, when you sure. go to VIP, like I was at the Floyd Mayweather, uh, was it Logan Paul fight? And like, you know, I didn't want to sit on the floor and I'm glad we didn't cause it rained, but I was like, yo, like let's sit, let's sit in the stands. Like we ain't got to sit all the way up in the nosebleeds, but like, let's sit like in that first row where the stands. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was cool. Like we had a great time. And like, you know, what's funny is the most important fight of the show happened in that section, not on the, uh, not in the front row. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah, bro. Like it was cats getting into it up there. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is this is good. And like everybody in this section was like, oh my gosh, like they're they're going at it. And I mean, like, uh, the most fun is our always had in the cheap seats, you know, yeah. like at, at Wrigley up in Chicago. Yeah. Like if you get a bleacher seat, that's where all the fun's happening, you know? Like you're gonna get plastered out there. Exactly. Cause like gonna, people because yeah. people out there they have like I think the expectation isn't as high, right? Like they're not going to the show like to like get the the hors d'oeuvres and like you know, get greeted by someone that's gonna hold their hand and walk them to their seat like it's just like no go find your seat and enjoy the show right like and i feel like nfts have the ability to bring people back to that like simplicity of like yo just get in line and like you get what you get and like art blocks is doing that uh the people that are making you pay for the nfts to be minted and then releasing them at a later date it's a lot of projects doing that so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna name anything but like i mean those people i think that that's the that's one of the right approaches to this stuff for sure yeah See if there's demand there, um, make everybody, uh, basically be a commoner and they get the same chance to get any type of rarity and, uh, let it run from there. Yeah. I mean, like while we're on the topic of creating NFTs and NFT projects and stuff, did you have any more questions for me? Cause I know you got, you got a list of things. No, I mean, like I, I wanted to, obviously this is the NFT QT podcast and we're releasing NFTs. And if we didn't talk about our own NFTs at some point, like I felt like we'd be doing ourselves a disservice. So I wanted to just kind of get that stuff out of the way. Um, I, I see it like in, in the recap, it for people that are wondering why, again, I think that there needs to be cheaper NFTs out there. So anyone can kind of get into it and it lowers the barrier of entry, but I also to che- do- cheaper, but quality. Yeah. yeah, yeah there yeah. are a lot of cheap. NFTs. Yeah, it, it's a lot of cheap <laughs> NFTs out there. Like, bro, it was, it was a project earlier today. Somebody tagged me in and it was, like uh crypto perps and i'm like the fuck is this shit <laughs> i'm like i'm like excuse my language y'all but like the fuck is some crypto perps yeah i mean i've i've unsolicitedly uh had a couple of pornographic nfts sent to my wallet <laughs> yo if somebody sent me one i think i sent one to you hey, you, told, you told me your wallet address and i was like yo man i got a sketchy ass nft and i sent it to you yeah i mean that's uh that that's one thing that's gonna happen a lot where like people are just gonna be dropping nfts in people's wallets bro yeah especially like, as gas price comes down yeah. like i think we talked about this even in the uh, nft handbook we do com- we coming do. out in october where it's like nfts for marketing purposes like once gas comes down to be 
competitive yeah. with like a Facebook ad or game a Google over. ad. Like, game yeah, over. like I'm just, if I were Taco Bell, like I would totally just mint, you know, 10,000. Man, don't give away the free game to okay, Taco okay, Bell. They okay, don't okay, need okay, that. Okay, they okay. don't need that. Taco I'll just, Bell I'll don't need there. that. I'll stop hey, if you want to give there. it to like uh, Ian's Pizza or something, you can give it to them, but don't give it to Taco <laughs> Bell. It's Taco Bell, I'm not hating on y'all. I just feel like y'all can afford it. You know what I'm saying? Y'all can afford the consulting. But like at Ian's Pizza though, shout out to the Ian's Pizza. Yeah, I mean... You know, this is not NF- sponsored. They N- did not pay for that. No NFTs for marketing purposes. Like we're going to see a lot of them. Yeah, we should. We should actually. Okay, okay. Since you got an idea, since you already ran it a little bit, like let's uh, let's just do let's let's riff right there. Let's talk about NFTs for marketing purposes. I want you to uh, you know finish your idea. Just don't use Taco Bell, and then I'll I'll, I'll, I'll follow up. I'll, I'll I'll throw an idea out there too. For sure. So I think like first and foremost, like an NFT is very much so just it can be a billboard, right? Like and I think when uh, preach, brother, when, preach. when you see like an NFT artist that really gets it, they've defined a style and like you see that NFT in the wild and you're like, oh, dang, that's a beeple. Oh, dang, that's a, <laughs> that's a pack or a pock, whatever his name is. Yeah, pock. Um, or dang, like this is looks like something that 3F Music would collect or this yeah. is totally something Crypto 888 would bid on. You know, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. like, yeah, he does the 888 bid prices. Like, exactly. People who get it are branding their their creations, right? Or their bids. And like, you just, you see it and you get it and you think of them. And I think very much in the same vein, um, that's that's like when I when I think of NFTs for marketing, I think of uh, figuring out a way where you can create a style or a format in your NFT where people see it and they think of your product or you think of their brand. And I think especially when you talk about like lazy.com, you mentioned it earlier. Um, as we collect more and more NFTs, we're going to want to show them off like there's Hell no yeah. reason to just have them and sit on them. And so. I think people are going to build brands around what they collect too, right? So yeah, like, yeah, oh, for sure. I'm the, uh, well, think, think about it like this V friends, right? Like think about the brand that you build. If you collect the V friend, it means that you're going to one of Gary V's conferences. Yeah, for sure. And for the people that don't know, Gary V has an NFT project. It's called V friends, but it's an access NFT. So not only do you get a cool drawing, but there's different perks and things, but I think every V friend allows you to go to, a Gary V conference for a set period of time. So mm. that's like how you get in the door. So you don't buy a ticket per se. It's funny. We keep talking about NFTs and ticketing, right? So yeah. you don't buy a ticket. You, you, you buy a V friend and then you can get in the building. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I okay. wonder what, Actually, what if a company that buys like a hundred fucking tickets, like where, where, are the, where do those tickets go? That's a great question. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, think about it. Like, does the company have to have a hundred wallets or do they just buy a hundred tickets, a hundred V friends in one wallet? And then like, like, but like, if you're at the conference, how do you show that you have a V friend? Like, do you just get a corporate pass and be like, this is our wallet. We all have the same wallet address. Uh, I mean, potentially. I mean, that's a, that's a real question. Like, I feel like these are some, this is some deep shit right here. <laughs> so w- while you were, while you were thinking on that, I actually did have an idea. Speaking of Ian's pizza, shout What's out up? to Madison, Wisconsin, where Ian's pizza is located. Hell yeah. Um, if you are not familiar, just insert your favorite pizza place, uh, that is open late. This is in Madison, Wisconsin, College Town, USA. Uh, And this place is open till 3 a.m. every night. Every night. And... You can go Mac there any cheese. you can go there any time of day and you can get a slice of pizza like, you know, you're in and out in 5 minutes, but once midnight hits and the bars start closing down, I'm not kidding you, it's an hour and a half line every single time after facts. midnight. Big facts. Why like I think that they should just start making some NFTs that are flash passes. Oh, hell You get nah. to jump the line. Hell no. Nah. You get to jump you know the line. Many, you know how many drunk people are in that line, bro? I know they there are. They beat your ass. I know they are. You walk in like, I got the NFT flashback. Don't. 
you'd be knocked out. You know it. I do know it. But yeah, like, why would you? Why would you send somebody to the instant fatality? You know, it's gonna be some nerdy dude too with the NFC dog. It's not gonna be nobody that's macho and big ready to like get the swing in. This is true. Okay, scratch yeah, that like, idea. Yeah. I mean, like, it's a cool idea. Like a flash pass as an NFT. I think that that's that's genius. But at Ian's Pizza at three in the morning in, in Wisconsin, come on, dog. You know what's gonna happen? Okay, you gonna hide the police outside? Of Ian's All right, Pizza. I got a better idea. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the, <laughs> the DMV needs flash pass oh, NFT. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bring that in right now. Right now, we need that. Run that, please. The I, DMV I, has you, flash pass NFT. You already know my disdain <laughs> for the DMV. I yep. think. I mean, hey, God bless them because COVID really just ruined that whole that whole monument. <laughs> As <laughs> so, if it was ever pristine. <laughs> nah, that shit, shit was never pristine, but uh, it got ruined even more, which you which you I find hard to believe. But I just had to go to the DMV a few weeks ago and that was that was terrible. I'm sure. But but I did get an ID, dog. I there got an go. ID. I got an ID. You're uh, official. Yeah, I'm super official now. They I ain't got that paper joint. You know, they had me running around here with a paper joint looking real. You can't be a black dude with a paper ID. Not in America. NFT vaccination cards? Yeah, that, that could be a thing. NFT identification cards, it's just in general, is like something where I think that like you can... Uh, can you create an NFT and not allow it to be resold? Like, can you just make uh, it so that you can never uh, like I mean, pass it along to someone? That's an, interesting question. that's an interesting question. Like, I think that like it, it, it probably is possible, right? So think about it like this. Like, it depends on what the, the chain it's on, right? Like, think about the blockchain. So, like, right now, you don't... Uh, gas fees were really high um, when Ethereum was a little bit higher priced than when we were recording this. And, uh, you know, you didn't transact that many. and You didn't you didn't move NFTs between wallets as much because you didn't want to pay the high gas. Now, if you want to move from one wallet to another wallet, it's not as crazy as it was. Um if you made a, a blockchain where you just said like, Hey, the cost of moving was, you know, damn near oh, exorbitant. Yeah. Like a yeah. million dollars to move an NFT. Yeah. Like you could, you could probably dissuade people from, you know, transferring side NFTs that you put in their wallets. But I think, you know, it's just the rules, like all this stuff is programming. Right. And so mm-hmm. I don't have the exact answer, but I would imagine just knowing how the Ethereum blockchain functions and, and how seeing how other blockchains have kind of, you know, um, like Matic or, or poly, um, they've come, they've come in and just said like, Hey, let's, uh, let's just forget about gas. And so if you can build something like that, I do imagine you could be able to program something that, uh, dissuades the user from, you know, transferring, but I, I don't mm-hmm. think you should make it impossible because, you know, if you, if you do make it impossible, then like, do you really need a blockchain? <laughs> this is true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean no it's a good idea though i mean so like like what, what are you seeing like i it's 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 we're getting close to the end of the show here but i, I mean before we we close out i, I do want to talk about some nft projects that you, we just found interesting throughout the week um yeah i think one of them is this marketplace i just saw pop up it's called 4k um oh, oh elaborate on that because i haven't heard about that one yeah it just i think it just went up this week but it's uh they're selling physical luxury goods. Uh, so think of like a, like a stock X or something um, where you, you know, sneakers, watches, things of that nature. Uh, but the uh, they're transacted through digital wallets, right? So you yep. have to bid with Ethereum, you have to have your MetaMask or whatever. Yep. Um, and that is supposed is, is there is put in place to uh, rid bots, right? Like, you know, in sneaker culture, bots basically rule everything. For sure. Um, and I think it bleeds into other... Um, Do you think bots are good or bad, though? 
I don't know. I don't want to get into that. You don't want to get into that? <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. I mean, because I, I see both sides of the coin, but I feel like. I think it's bad. I, I think that they are, like, if I'm thinking about the, the kid in wait, Kansas wait, who's wait, been wait, saving wait, up 300 you, bucks and on. wants to get a sneaker. But hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you think bots are only bad because you don't know how to program and have access to them? No, I think they're bad because it... But what if everybody had their own bot? Like, what if bot software was democratized and everybody said, like, yo, all right, just plug in your credentials, put your credit card in, and then, like, you can you could go? Well, I think they are, like, for the most part. Oh, they are? Yeah, like, you can you can actually just buy a bot from people for, like, 19 bucks or something. Like, the guys who, who got smart and were, like, they were ahead of the curve, right? Like, they were the ones who initially programmed the bots to pick up, the, the like, the supreme drop before everybody else could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, once they realized other people figured out how to make bots, they're like, okay, everyone's talking about bots now. Everyone's going to want one. Instead of me using it to buy, you know, this sneaker or whatever, I'm just going to sell, like, a thousand people these bots for 19 bucks a piece. See, I think bots are are dope because you could like program something and it can go shop on your behalf. And like, if you're annoyed with like, you know, the checkout process or you don't know when something's going to drop, if you have some parameters set and it knows what to get and it knows your sizes and what you want, I feel like everyone should just have a personal bot. Yeah. I think in the, in like in that, when you put it that way, for sure. Like, yeah, like, I would love I, to have something that shopped on my behalf, but I, at the I, same time in drop culture, I think that that's, it's, it's a bad thing. But I think like if we had bots in like, uh, in the nft space and there are there are bots i do know that there are bots here but like if, if you had easy access to a bot per se right like let's say ryan cowdry wants to have his own bot he has it and you you program and you say look nft qt if it drops and it's under this price or it's you know exactly this price i want it um you wouldn't have to be up late at night when i drop these things for sure yeah right? i think in, in like for the ones where like most NFTs are not time sensitive per se. Like it's more price sensitive, right? Like you're going into an auction and you're trying to beat somebody else's bid price. And they do use bots to like just bid somebody up by like 0.001 ETH. So I have seen those. Um, but yeah, I think from the the standpoint of like being the first to get something, I think bots kind of take away like that 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 nature of like you know like a like a black friday where you like stay up late to like yeah. be there and it shows the most dedicated people the people who are willing to to wait at all ends of the earth to just get what they're so passionate about and for somebody like who has more technical knowledge to be able to just sit back and just you know program something that just says oh i don't want to stay up late to get this i'm going to get a thousand of them anyways i think it's bad no i feel that i feel that i think that that you've got a point there for sure. Uh, Anyways, but like, but like most new technologies, though, right? Like they start with like a dark actor. The dark actor showcases the use case, and then you know, people say like, "Hey, this shouldn't only be used for this." Like, you know, remember Snapchat, which mm-hmm. is now Snap. I mean, remember everybody was like, "Oh, kids, they're using Snapchat to share nudes. They're sending <laughs> you know naked pictures to one another. Why you should be worried about your kids on Snapchat on Dallas Morning News." <laughs> You remember sure. that? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, like that's how every trend starts. I feel like, I mean, look at Bitcoin. It was used to, you know, the Silk Road. I'm not going to get into that. It's the Bitcoin podcast. Y'all know the deal. Y'all know the vibes. And if you don't know the vibes, well, you are late to the party, my friend. Wikipedia, my friend. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Check this out, though. So 4K Marketplace, they're going against bots. I think bots should exist. I just think more people should have access and it should be much easier to use a bot. But you're saying bots should 
cease to exist in this this 4K re- yeah. marketplace works because why? Yeah, and I, I think the the interesting part. So they are selling a physical good. So like for instance, right now I'm gonna pull it up. Oh, you can selling. get physical. You can get physical goods on this joint. No, that's what they're doing. They're selling physical goods through NFTs. Let me let me finish. You oh, know, okay, like, my bad, you know, my bad, you, my you bad. Cut my me bad. off. I, you, bad. Wanted, you wanted to talk about bots and shit. I mean, it's like, <laughs> bots are interesting though. Like, yeah, yeah. for sure. Go so, ahead, anyways, uh, drop number nine right now. They got a Rolex forty-one millimeter Submariner, date twenty twenty-one. Uh, right now, the bid price is four and a half ETH. Um, basically, once it's got thirty days left on this thing, basically once uh, wh- whoever is the final bidder, right, the highest bidder, is going to win this Rolex. But instead of them sending you the Rolex and them like you know confirming it's you, doing all this jazz and stuff, um, they are just going to ship you or send you an NFT instantly, uh, making sure that you know you providing the right wallet. They're going to send you an NFT that represents this Submariner. Rolex. Um, and now I know what you're saying. Like, well, what? I don't get the Rolex. No, you can redeem the NFT for the Rolex. But the purpose here is like all of these, you know, what they're selling are things that are flipped on marketplaces. Uh, sneakers specifically, I suppose watches are the same way. Um, and so instead of, um, having to uh, wait, you know, a week or whatever to get that item and then try and resell it, they're going to send you the NFT, which you can then instantly put it up on the resale marketplace and send it, uh, you know, if somebody else then wants to bid up, uh, you know, maybe they missed the auction and now they get to bid up, you know, an extra Ethereum or whatever for this watch. Now they get the NFT that can then re- be redeemed for the Rolex and so on down the line. So instead of like having to ship this luxury item all around in the process of these resales, you're just you're just sending instantly around an NFT that at any point could then be um, redeemed for that Rolex. And they have they say that they have concierges like for each auction. So like somebody is going to represent that at at 4k is going to represent that Rolex and they'll track who is owning it and whatnot. And they'll make sure, um, hopefully that whoever, uh, ends up with the NFT and wants to finally redeem it for that Rolex will get it. No, that's dope. That's dope. It sounds like a lot of work, but it does. I mean, it's a concept, right? Like who, who knows how great it'll work. Um, but I, I think it's an interesting approach, right? Not for sure. It's innovation. It is. It is. I mean, like they just got a lot of moving pieces and I think, one thing that they're going to have to be adamant on is is making sure that they don't have too many anonymous transactions where they're just sitting on product and they don't know who the users are. Cause that's the most frustrating thing about some of this stuff too, is like, it's a one way uh, funnel. Like I don't, I can't, I can't hit you back up if you own one of my NFTs, right? Like there's no way for me to communicate with the collectors. For sure. Yeah. I mean, what if somebody is basically is, uh, you know, the flip side to this is, Hey, 4k is just going to hold on to my luxury items for me, um, that I now own. And guess what? If they're, if their place burns down in a fire, that's holding, uh, my Yeezys or whatever, uh, guess what? They owe me a new pair of Yeezys and I don't have to worry about holding on to this luxury item. So that maybe that's something 4k has got to think about. A lot of things. I mean, you know, what's dope about 4K is we should probably get somebody from 4K on the show. I'd love to, to talk Absolutely. to that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're just getting started, y'all. Like, this is this is, this is is one episode where, you know, me and Ryan just sat down and we we're like, yo, we got to record something for y'all. I hope you enjoyed this episode because we, we've we upgraded our studio. We, we heard the feedback on the last, uh, the first podcast and, you know, y'all were like, yo, the audio, it's a little all over the place and we had to just do some research and figure out how to get all this, this equipment set up correctly. So let us know, how do we sound? Do you like it? Um, and all that good stuff. So that's, that's, that's the intermission, I guess. All right. 
Appreciate it, NFTQT. Oh, oh, you're saying you're done. You don't have nothing else for the people? I mean, you want something more? I mean, I feel like maybe they might be tired of listening to us. No, no, no. Let's 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 close. We can't close out on the like hit us up, you know, on the pod. Like, all right, let's let's close out on something like this. So, Ryan, you have an NFT collection. You have been transferring, I know, a bunch of stuff to your your wallets and all that. You know, what's one thing that you're buying if you can if you can if you can figure something out right now? Like, this your first purchase. My first purchase. Yeah. You can't say NFT QT because those are hard to get. Like, you can't even get that. I, I know. Even, I know. Yeah, I've yeah. been trying to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> honestly, like, I don't personally track the market a whole ton. I'm, I, when I do finally, like, want to allocate more money to these, I'm not going to be doing the big collections, the board apes, the crypto kitties, all that stuff. Like, I think it's really cool. And I think for investment purposes, trying to flip them is cool. Um, but, also, like the only other utility of them is to use them as my, uh, you know, social icon or whatever. And I don't really use social media like that. So I'm really just looking for, you know, very, very fascinating looking art stuff that I can just stare at for a long time um, and ideally get a digital frame that I will put somewhere. No, nah, that's real. That's real. I, you know, what's funny is like I really did like I bought an AI art project. I don't. I forgot what it's called. Actually, let me, I can pull up my wallet right here. Uh, you, you, you've seen the NFT that I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. With, they uh, partnered with infinite objects to make the, yeah, that was the coolest thing ever. I got that this week and that joint was fire. I'm trying to find it in my wallet of my wallet is, is a little thick right now. Uh, not my literal wallet, my NFT wallet. All right. right here. <laughs> uh, it's, it's the artificial intelligence art volume two. That was the collection and it's the 1988 Living Escobar. I've got that joint. If you want it, you can have it. I, I currently have it listed for 98 ETH. I feel like it's worth that to me. But I mean, if you if you really want it from me, that's the price. That might change at a later date. But the actual physical NFT is mad dope because it's an infinite objects uh, like display. And it has the NFT in there and it's got a QR code on it. And it's just like, it's just really well done, man. Like mm-hmm. I know, I remember people did some of these a, a while back and, you know, they looked cool, but uh, this is my first time actually getting in on that side of things. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm enamored by how cool they, they were able to roll out that generative uh, uh, adversarial network and, and create, you know, some crazy NFTs from that. So, hey, GANs and deepfake technology. That, that, that might be the future, bro. That might yeah, be the future. For sure. I mean, I think the other thing too is like, if we're, if we want to talk about, you know, what I would want to buy right now, if I, if like, if you just gifted me 10 ETH, like, yo, go buy as many NFTs as you want. Yeah. I think what you mentioned earlier with that, what was it? Art objects. Oh yeah. 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 Like they have a ton, like. There, one of them has just recently blown You're up. You're talking this, about art blocks, right? Or art, art blocks. Okay, yeah, yeah, my yeah. bad. Art blocks. Um, they had one that just recently blowed up called Fidenza or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and they have like probably, I think, close to 50 other like artist collaborations, like different projects. Okay. Um, and so, like, I How feel like. How much are they going for? Some of them are going for like nothing. Like it, you just have to pay the mint price. Hey, send me the uh, link for that. I'm, I'm going to go check one of those out right now. Yeah. So, I mean, like the, the thing here is, so they have like a collection called, I think it's called Art Blocks Curated, which is like them taking all of the, the different projects that they're doing and they bring like the coolest ones into this one curated stream. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they basically have, yeah, they have, let's see. 
Yeah, they have like over 50 or 60 completed projects with different artists that all have different like styles and motifs. And well, let's see like one that isn't completed. Um, That's super dope. That's super dope. Enzo by Maddo. Let's see. Yeah, I mean, it costs 0.1 ETH to, to mint one of these. And they'll generate it for you. Like, I'm really curious what yeah. this experience is uh, working with or buying something from art blocks. And like a lot of it, it's it's like just really cool, abstract, generative art. And like, it's totally something I could see just, you know, eventually just plastering on your wall on a digital frame. So yeah. I think I would go hard on art blocks if I just had like 10 ETH to blow. All right. I'm going to uh, take you up on that. And if you're a listener, you know, follow me on social that's where I'm dropping all my latest NFTs. If you're new to NFTs and you want to get going, we got a book. It's called the NFT Handbook. You can go check that out. Just type in the NFT Handbook on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or whatever uh, favorite you know retailer that you like to buy books from. And then if you just want to like you know learn more, um, just in real time, I would really say just you know check hit me up in the 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 Slack channel that the Bitcoin Podcast has. I'm in there. If you tag me, I'll get back to you. But to be honest, I'm really just sharing my learnings on nftqt.com. So if you have any questions, you want to know how these art blocks work out for me, you want to see the wallets, you want to see all this stuff that we're cooking, um, I would check out nftqt.com. And all the stuff that we've mentioned in this show is going to be available and accessible on the articles tab. So we usually link to a lot of these projects. And if you just spend some time there and sign up and, and get the newsletter, you'll uh you'll quickly come up to speed on NFTs because we like to do a deep dive, but we also like to make this stuff accessible to the, the average person. And I think that with, through accessibility, we will be able to get the numbers where this is no longer just like a questionable entity. It's a real life uh, endeavor that we all kind of live with. And it's a technology that everyone is, uh, you know, seeing in their everyday lives. For sure. That's the dream. Hell yeah. So with that being said, bro, thank you for rocking with me. I'll catch everybody listening in the future. And again, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you know where to find us. And if you don't, just go to nftqt.com. <laughs>